It's Friday, October 25th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. This week, the impeachment inquiry into the president took a turn. Lawmakers heard from more witnesses and Republicans tried to break it all up. Meanwhile, in Chile, tens of thousands of people are taking to the streets, in part because of mass transit costs, but also because of something much more deep-seated. And finally, elected officials think TikTok is on the clock, and they want the party to stop. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by LaCroix Sparkling Water. The most complicated story today is about impeachment. We haven't talked about the I word at all this week, but basically, Democrats are continuing to call witnesses as part of their impeachment inquiry into the president. And a lot's gone down as Republican lawmakers are trying out new ways to get in the way. So today, we'll look at the big things we learned from this week's depositions, how Republicans are responding, and what the White House is doing about it. Let's start with the two big depositions heard by lawmakers this week. On Tuesday, they heard from acting Ukraine Ambassador Bill Taylor. And on Wednesday, they heard from Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense Laura Cooper, both behind closed doors. Taylor is a longtime diplomat who became acting ambassador to Ukraine last spring. He spoke to lawmakers for nearly 10 hours on Tuesday, and many are saying his testimony is the smoking gun in this inquiry. See, Dems have been trying to figure out whether President Trump withheld military aid to Ukraine in exchange for investigating former VP Joe Biden. In other, more Latin words, a quid pro quo, which would be a no-no. Taylor basically gave Dems the thumbs up this week, he testified that he was told that President Trump wanted to withhold military aid to Ukraine until the country publicly announced an investigation into Biden. Dem lawmakers are saying, yeah, that's huge. The White House is saying, that's hearsay. Okay, then there was Laura Cooper. She's like the Pentagon's point person on all things Ukraine, Russia, and Eastern Europe. Lawmakers said she explained how the way the U.S. distributed foreign aid to Ukraine was out of the ordinary. But the big news from Cooper's testimony wasn't what she said. It was about what else went on in the room where it happened. See, while Democrats have been calling in official after official to come testify, some Republican lawmakers say they don't like how that process is going. During Cooper's testimony, a group of them literally stormed the room where she was talking. Here was House Minority Whip Steve Scalise calling out the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, who was in that deposition. What is Adam Schiff trying to hide? I think that's a question so many people have, so many of my colleagues have, so many people in the press should have, is through those hidden closed doors over there, Adam Schiff is trying to impeach a president of the United States behind closed doors. Republicans were trying to make a point here, but they broke some rules in the process because that room that they stormed was like a super tricked-out conference room. Fun fact, it's called a SCIF, short for Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. It's like the Situation Room at the White House. The room's reinforced walls and technology mean you can't be spied on in there. For high-level officials like Cooper, who may be sharing classified info, that's a national security precaution. Some of these lawmakers who essentially broke in didn't have permission to enter. And some brought in their cell phones, which are definitely not allowed inside the skiff. To be clear, it's not like Republicans are being left out of the impeachment inquiry entirely. If they belong to one of the investigating committees, they're allowed in to ask questions. And Congressman Schiff has defended holding these closed-door hearings. He says they've been used before, 
including during the initial stages of the impeachment hearings against both President Richard Nixon and President Bill Clinton. But Republicans are still saying this isn't right. And now the Senate's sticking its nose into House business. On Thursday, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham introduced a resolution that says the House impeachment inquiry lacks due process. We believe that a lot of people want to get Trump and they don't give a damn about how they get him. I'm not telling you what he did or didn't do. I'm telling you what they're doing in the House is dangerous to the country. Graham's trying to keep the focus on Dems' impeachment inquiry strategy. And now the White House is trying to figure out its own strategy. During the Clinton impeachment proceedings, the White House had a whole war room dedicated to messaging. The Trump White House doesn't have that. Insiders say they're still figuring it out. Reportedly, the White House legal team isn't involved in that. But some lawmakers are. In fact, a lot of the lawmakers who stormed the skiff on Wednesday met with Trump the day before. He was reportedly in on the plan ahead of time. Meanwhile, the White House has been trying to block key Trump administration officials from testifying. It hasn't always worked. But so far, they have been able to keep White House officials out of the limelight. Until, maybe, now. A National Security Council official who works at the White House, a guy named Tim Morrison, who reportedly heard the call with the Ukrainian president, says he's down to talk. And members of Congress are also trying to bring in former White House National Security Advisor John Bolton, which means for the president, this inquiry is hitting closer and closer to home. So what's the skim? The impeachment inquiry continues to gain steam. Dems have been chugging along with their depositions. Republicans are finding ways to combat the process. And the White House is still trying to figure out how to handle all that. For now, lawmakers are putting in some major OT. An acting assistant secretary of state is even coming in tomorrow, on a Saturday, to testify. So anybody else glad it's the weekend now? It might be the weekend, but violent protests in Chile are likely to continue. That's next. Need a break from your busy day? Have a LaCroix. Made only with flavor ingredients certified as natural, each LaCroix product is vegan, gluten-free, Whole30, non-GMO, and produced without a BPA liner. LaCroix is also environmentally friendly. And all LaCroix cans are perpetually sustainable and recyclable. You can join the LaCroix community on social at at LaCroixWater. For more information and a full list of retailers, visit LaCroixWater.com. This week, tens of thousands of people in the South American nation of Chile have hit the streets in protest. The police and military have been out in full force, apparently to try to restore law and order. But that hasn't worked. In the meantime, at least 18 people have died. And the United Nations is now sending investigators to look into possible human rights violations against the demonstrators. Early reports about these protests said they started over a 30 peso increase in public transit fares. That's just four cents in American money. But in reality, those four cents were kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. One thing people in Chile have been heard chanting is, it's not about 30 pesos, it's about 30 years. As in the last 30 years, ever since the military dictatorship of Augusto Pinochet ended. Pinochet ruled with an iron fist. He banned all political parties. He censored the media. He even used intelligence forces to kill and torture thousands of his opponents. Pinochet stepped down in 1990. And since then, Chile's chilled out a little bit. Even looks like a whole different country, a stable democracy with a booming economy. But analysts say for all the economic success, like low inflation and a high credit rating, 
the economy isn't actually working for everyday Chileans, like helping people put food on the table or commute to work without breaking the bank. If Chile's government really is concerned about those things, they haven't done a great job proving it. After the initial blowback to the transit fare hikes, Chile's economic minister told people that they should just wake up earlier, you know, to avoid rush hour surge pricing. That didn't go over well, especially among people who live in Chile's capital of Santiago, many of whom already commute up to two hours each way to get to work and have to get by on really low pay. The transit fare hikes have since been called off, and Chile's president says, I hear you guys. And you're right, things have been getting worse for decades. Mañana, Now, he's promising some reforms, like higher pensions and cheaper medicine. But it's unclear if that'll help at this point, because now, Chile's police and military have been acting out, arresting thousands of people and even shooting at unarmed protesters, among other things. Not exactly the kind of thing that screams, don't worry, we've got your back, promise. You may know TikTok as the social media app your little cousin uses to mash up everything from videos, music, memes, and dance-offs. Scrolling through TikTok can make you feel kind of dizzy. A bunch of random life things set to music, each in 15 seconds or less, which is basically how TikTok markets itself. On TikTok, this kind of stuff happens every single day. Just real people, real videos that make your day. TikTok. But now, some prominent members of Congress are saying they've got concerns about what the kids are doing these days. See, TikTok, which has been downloaded by 100 million Americans, is owned by a Chinese company. And U.S. senators are saying they're worried that that means TikTok, like other Chinese companies, could be working with the Chinese government, maybe even spying on the government's behalf, which would make TikTok a national security threat. They're also worried TikTok might be censoring content that the Chinese government doesn't like. TikTok responded to both of these charges by saying its servers are located in the U.S. and that it doesn't censor content just because the Chinese government doesn't like it. Now, some users are reportedly uploading videos this week in support of pro-democracy demonstrators in Hong Kong, in part as a test to see if the free app really does stand up for free speech. We'll be keeping an eye out, too. TikTok. And that's all for Skim This. Thank you so much for listening this week, and we'd love for you to rate and review us online. A lot of news happens over the weekend, so to catch up first thing on Monday, sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 